Mark's Madness Collaboration. Welcome back. We're doing it again. Doing it again. Yes. See? I keep thinking like to do native (laughs) stuff, but then I'm like, I don't think anybody would get it. You know, maybe it's lost. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, this is Mark's Madness Pod in collaboration with the Red Nation. We read books. Uh, my name is Nathan. My name's uh, David. Too. And we are going to be continuing our reading of the Red Deal by the Red Nation. Uh, in just a few moments, but before we do that, as we are wont to do, we are going to go ahead and talk about some current events. Uh, David or Shigmati 2, whichever one of you wants to start. Uh, well. You you go ahead. My, my idea was to dive right in with uh, the Chilean Constitution. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's talk about yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The Plural National Constitution of Chile is yes. really like, uh, you know, it's a, like a real, like, I want to say cornerstone, but I guess like touchstone in like um, sort of you know uh, revolutionary movements. I guess right now, and that we we need to be paying attention to it. And if we want to have an effective movement, actually, I, I just earlier before I came on here, uh, somebody uh, I forget what they said, but they're Canadian, and they were like, "Yeah, we only have like twenty or thirty people show up at our uh, like at communist gatherings or whatever, like whatever you want to call them." Uh, um, rallies you know whatever mm-hmm. and i was like well you know uh that depends on who they call communists because we're not talking about people that are they care about the words they use you know what i mean so when they say communist that's yeah. anybody who's trying to make progress in society and you know when they're uh, the, the fucking right winger said like some fascistic shit about like you know burying the communists or something like that and it's just like oh my god you know <laughs> Oh, there was uh, there was a, a assassination attempt oh, on the yeah. vice president as that well. Was insane. Well, and the guy's yeah. fucking gun like touched her face even, and then he dropped it. Yes, and it misfired. Yeah, it got knocked out of hands so oh, fast. My oh man, that was. Oh, she she has a great security team. Well, you saw all, like a bunch of people just started running towards it because they thought the fuck like they mm-hmm. thought it happened. Yeah. You know? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, couldn't imagine that. Yeah, story. so that was. Mm-hmm. That was pretty terrifying, and that was by an explicit neo-Nazi. Same son in red, tattooed on on the guy's elbow. That's on like somewhere on every buddy that's being sent to well, Ukraine. Well, there was also now. that guy, John um, Stewart, uh, honored at Disney World, or whoever the neo-Nazi from Ukraine. Oh, yes. he had one on his elbow too. Yeah, yeah and yeah, he had uh-huh. the same tattoo as it's well. A yeah, insignia, yeah. Yeah, um, and and you got to remember too. So this was something um, that gets talked about. We talk about the whole Ukrainian war and stuff, and, and we're pointing out like, oh yeah, you know, Putin's not doing it altruistically to get rid of Nazis. He just wants to tamper the the Nazi stuff that's super pro American down enough that he can negotiate and run his own country's economy, right? Like, I mean, it very much it is imperialism, but it's not like him going out to conquer it like Iraq style. Or something like that, and it's not like the stuff he says about the Nazis running the joint are, is well, wrong. Well, like Zelensky even admitted um, to not warning citizens about the invasion, so they could be yes. shields. Yeah, so we exactly. wouldn't lose exactly. the Ukraine so. in a day, is what he said. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this is basically this is this is a lot less. Um, you know, analogous to the Eastern Front in World War II than analogous to the Western Front. Uh, either way, don't pick the Nazi side, even if the other side are imperialist. God damn it. Um, you know, it's pretty simple math. It adds up. <laughs> it adds up on my end. Yes. Well, I just um, say don't Sonora pick any specifically... side. Instead, pick the people and, you know, class war. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the war. best way. Turn, turn every... Yes, like yes, We should yes. be disseminating turn, turn that not every, every Ukrainian's every... a Nazi, and we should be disseminating that every Russian supports Putin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's pretty simple, yeah. Um, <laughs> Duh. So, I don't know. So anyway, with that... But with Chilean that, that, Constitution! Yes. With that, what I was going to say is something that, that came up unmistakably is there's a lot of runic Nazi symbols out there, and the Sonnenrad... It should at least be even fresh in people's mind, but that's when the, the Sonnenrad, it's okay, like the black yeah. sun is what that is, yeah. And that's distinct from other runic symbols that are all explicitly used by neo-Nazis all the goddamn time and signal neo-Nazi, because there's not even this plausible deniability of, like, it existed before Nazis. Like, it was created the in, thing, in the Eastern Front. 
I thought it was a I'm sorry? society. Tool society. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's deep yeah, so, shit. That's like the deep state of the Nazis. It's so crazy. <laughs> Look at the Tool Society. <laughs> but that's, I'm telling you, they're, they're yeah, lizard but, people that rule the earth. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the Alex Jones voice. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that is so explicitly a Nazi symbol. Like, there's no implausible deniability. And that's who was trying to assassinate the vice president to disrupt this vote. I mean, that's exactly what the assassination and was about. Because we this won. is... Even though yeah. she hasn't been killed yet, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Right, it's no. going to happen again, and that's how we... They'll probably sure. learn from Bolivia uh, that you need yeah. to have an armed resistance against these fascists. You, you have to. Mm-hmm. It's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, I mean, because the people obviously were, were fully behind Moss in Bolivia, and they got chased out by these well, Nazis, like, burning year, down houses. Like, and, you know, blood, sweat, yeah. and tears. They got the job done and kicked them the fuck out, and mm-hmm. now people are like, they're saying they're not going far enough with the punishment. They're trying to be humane about it, and people want blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, well, and... And understandably, I mean, these people are not familiar. Again, we're talking about Chile. This is the constitution to upend the Pinochet constitution that was set in in that coup, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's anymore, still the constitution. But... That's what this plural <laughs> nat- <laughs> not, not anymore. Now, now the plural natural, ah, plural national. Blah, I am trying to word this properly. Just like the Bolivian uh, constitution is plural nat- national. This is a plural national constitution. What does um, that mean? So plural national. What does that mean? That means it's several nations within a, a given state. Okay. Like the nation, the nation is they're not equal, equal to the state. The yeah, they're all equal sovereign nations making up a total state. So the state is the structure that Think of runs and, and disciplines. Basically yeah. to appease so settlers' the, mind because they don't give a shit how you organize it. They just want it to look the same. <laughs> you know? They want it, They don't want to yeah. change yeah. their merch is the issue. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, but but basically it just takes existing existing borders, existing populations, but understands that there's multiple nations says, hey, you know, we're all in this together as one coalesced union to defend that this constitution, this revolution that we did, and we're going to follow the same broad laws, but there's going to be several autonomous nations within it. Okay. And so, what is the impact of that? Con- I mean, I mean, oh, a huge impact for indigenous people, yeah, it, basically it, it, for, it, for sovereignty it and their allows rights. Indigenous people to assert themselves in a way that um, is recognized. Well, it would be you know if we actually upheld what the treaty said to a T, this place would be fucking incredible. I, I mean, I, I yeah, okay, it would be better without <laughs> the genocide, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Brief disclaimer, Mark's Madness Pod does not endorse genocide. Yeah. <laughs> you can quote me but on like, that. The treaties were supposed to like provide a lot of different amenities. And then if you thought about it, you know, it would occur, it would be the capitalists sowing the seeds of their own destruction because they made they did make us possible to make every time we became independent, right, economically, especially during mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Great Depression. White people have seen the wealth that we've had and then gone, oh, I think we need a piece of that. We're failing over here. Um, so what it is, is it's like, uh, imagine if they didn't have to declare a war in the Middle East. They could just steal more Indian land and appease all the white people. At a certain point, it started not working because fucking, you know, you started pissing off all the tribes and that's going to gonna go bad. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, 1973. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that—that's the the difference. Is you're essentially you know giving real equal power to all these nations. It's not just you know one state like bullying nations and going back on its own word and and harming people. Because in in the United States there are these waves and these structures. You know, we talked about um, Sykes Picot. Is that what it was called? And we talked about that. Um, obviously, something that we talked about way back when when we were talking about uh, Black Reconstruction oh. was our. Pick You're Sloan. talking about Pick Sloan? Pick Sloan, god Sykes damn it. Picot? Oh, Pick good. Sykes-Picot was the Sykes- damn uh, West Asia borders, wasn't oh, it? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't I, I, Black I like, You have so much knowledge up there. We just got to filter it every once in a while. <laughs> we do. We do got to get We got to recalibrate it. I got to, yeah, whack it around <laughs> a little bit, get everything back. All right. All right. There we go. Uh, but anyway, oh. so we talked about Pick Sloan. 
Um, and there's also been, you know, much more acute things. You know, I mean, we've talked about in, in the, the multiple books we did on, on um, black history, including Black Reconstruction. I think we touched on the, the 1921, like, Tulsa massacre wow. because that was, again, you know, that was black yep. wealth was accumulating and it was there to get torn down. Anytime anything threatens the structure, it gets torn down. So the idea behind this, like, you know, things like a plurinatural, plurinatural, goddammit, plurinational constitution is that there's not one ruling party like just destroying the other parties in there they're all equal nations right very so good. It's, it's, it's a check on on the genocide and the robbing of power and the robbing of wealth and it's very important for explicitly protecting natural resources which you want to talk about connections with bolivia um chile has even more lithium well, and they were the only ones set to actually sell off south american uh, mm-hmm. Well, Latin American, I should say, because including Mexico and stuff. Uh, like Mexico, mm-hmm. um, I think Ecuador, which also uh, had a plural national constitution recently. <laughs> Woo! Hint, hint, yes. Marxists, read the material conditions, <laughs> please. We are literally in the same hemisphere. Stop looking to Russia in the 1914 <laughs> era. Oh my goodness. So anyway... Uh, there was a, what I wanted to talk about was thirty dead bodies found in a closet in North Dakota mm-hmm. at the North Dakota University. Uh, mm-hmm. Indigenous yes. remains that they just didn't know about, and a bunch of other stuff like mm-hmm. clothing artifacts and like uh, sacred items, you know. And so, like uh, the quote, oh, I wish I could tell you who who which uh, which people I screenshotted, but um, the screenshot was. Uh, it's a mystery how these bodies got there. <laughs> um, uh, somebody put them there. I don't know if I need Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown to solve this mystery, gang. I think we yeah. can. I think we can put two and two together. I think we can. I think we can crack this one before we lunch. On the MythBusters, I think. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that! Let's get Scooby Doo oh, on there it, we man. Go. Yeah, I bet you he'd get along with the Res Dogs real nice. <laughs> 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 but, um, freaking, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's just, like, atrocious that that could have happened, right? And them not yeah. know for how long that there are 30 that, Yeah, the terrifying part is how... In the closet? 30. Just chilling? Who... You don't have to do inventory ever? You don't have to do, like, an audit once a quarter or something like that to be like, all right, well, how many dead bodies do we have this month? Like, I would think it'd be something you'd keep track of. I would just think somebody would smell that and be like, hey, um, we got a problem. Like, what the hell was doing? How did this oh, happen? It's the, oh, it's the 30 dead bodies we've stolen and, and, and left in a closet. You know, you all have one of those closets, right? Talk about skeletons in the closet. But Yeah. But this, I mean, this is almost definitely to something that's 20th century. Because University of North Dakota hasn't even been around that long. Um, no, looking it up no. now because I'm thinking it's something like 18, it's 1883. 1883. Well, I mean, even look up when yes. North Dakota was a state. It's one of the last ones. You know why? Yeah, no, 1883 is when that University the Dakota were one of the last people colonized. So <laughs> that's how that worked out. Not great. Not great. Um, that being said, do we want to jump into the reading this, yeah, week, this week? we should save other current events for the, you know. Because we're going to, behind the curtain, we're going to record another episode after we, this. We were hoping. <laughs> Three dads. We're, yeah. we're sincerely hoping. Assuming my internet doesn't take a dive or some other natural event happens that, that tends to. But we're, we're doing it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, she'd mind to if you want to take it away because I saw there are Lakota words in there and I don't want to be the one that butchers them. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> a new green economy. Man, we're back on me reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got an episode off. You you read this part and then we'll take over. Sense. So, a, a new green economy is the antithesis of... Antithesis. Sorry, no, that's an ant- Alex Jones says that all the time. I'm, I'm brain rotted right now. Uh, <laughs> of what currently exists, a militarized extractive economy, what Lakotas call Owasicho Owe, the fat taker, uh, the colonizer, the capitalist economy, 
or what activist Winona Ledoux calls wetiko, the, I hope I said that, wetiko, I don't know. Anyway, the cannibal economy. I should ask her next time I talk to her. But um, if prisons, police, and the military are the caretakers of violence and agents of death, then educators, healthcare workers, counselors, water protectors, and land defenders are caretakers of peace and agents of life. A green economy should be born from and center the labor needs of caretakers. Indigenous people, for example, are already working green jobs, quote-unquote. They're just not getting paid or enjoying the protections employment offers for land, water, and treaty defense. Caretaking is often unrecognized work that is heavily gendered, severely criminalized, and never fairly compensated. The pay gaps between carceral and military workers, mostly men, and care workers... Mostly women. <laughs> Sorry. I should have known. <laughs> it, it, gave, it was teeing it up for you. It was, it was doing its yeah, best. Right. Makes this crystal clear. And I'm just going to cut in right here. Uh, this isn't even beginning to touch on, you know, the trans misogyny in society and stuff like that. You know, the climate justice movement needs to center the labor struggle of caretakers if it is to be successful. Um... Caretakers can be powerful offers, uh, offers, authors of a new economic system to replace capitalism through a caretaking economy. And so Marx called the capitalists, this is my words now, so everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> Marx called the capitalists a vampire, but the language of fat taker and cannibal inspires greed, primitiveness, and our an- ancestors seeking protein and high fat, sense, uh, high fat content to fuel our ancient lifestyles, a reversal of how the settler sees us, essentially. You know, um, there's this excellent line in, um, I think it's called, uh, Dressed to the Great White Father and All of His Children, which was written by Indians of all nations when they uh, occupied Alcatraz in 1969, uh, where Richard Oakes said to the, you know, everybody filming, there was a bunch of people because... They took out a boat and jumped off and swam to the island and the Coast Guard picked them up and shit. Cool story. Uh, stay tuned for an audio documentary I'm making. Uh, <laughs> more on that at the end. Um, <laughs> but, uh, where was it? Uh, so it says, um, we want to lead uh, the white man out of his primitive ways and show him what it means to be cultured, educated, and civilized. <laughs> Bang. Burn. But it get, Burn. Um, I understand that uh, caretaking is a synthesis uh, of, um, like, Gramscian... Um, yeah, Gramscian concepts of social relations uh, and uh, combined with indigenous philosophy completing a sort of dialectic hoop of what it inspired Marx, basically, that Gramsci was able to identify in his own conditions and that indigenous people are able to round out, um, along with most other theorists. Just saying. <laughs> you know, wherever you're like, man, this is kind of <laughs> missing something. What do, what do you think? Maybe talk to the only other group of people that don't have a lot of famous, you know, Theorists that are paid attention to, I should say. There's a lot of, you know, Latin American theorists that you could read. You know, they've been translated to English. <laughs> um, but, so caretaking... Yeah, we, we've been talking about... Oh, I, I was going to say... I was going to say, we've been talking about oh. plurinational constitutions, so... Yeah, listen to the people from the region where those are popping out of. Well, exactly. Well, that's exactly why they're popping out of there. A lot of people think this has nothing to do with Marxism, and it's like, are you? St- that entire region is politics is defined by Marxism. Wherever Marxism sparks a revolution, like Cuba, its neighbors will be inspired. That's why the capitalists fear it and take it upon themselves to do coup after coup and maintain neo-colonial relations as much as they can or empower fascists like Bolsonaro you know or uh, Pinochet etc um but caretaking can be bad or good you know when you take care of something there's literally I'm gonna take care of it from the mob you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) so like depending on who leads you know the country who who's 
class interests are being represented, the caretakers, you know, um, the caretaking of the country can deteriorate it or it can, you know, promote it. You know, like, or even a child. You know, if you beat your child, they're going to be fucked up. (laughs) Hard science there, you know what I mean? Well, cut to Missouri reinstituting uh, corporal punishment. Go, Missouri! And then this isn't to mention that, you know, like, we're saying, like, uh, you know, women are mostly, like, you know, in nursing homes and stuff like that. Well, that's... You know, true, but it's also one of the growing, most growing professions. It's probably the most growing profession because more people are dying in the United States than being born. That means there's going to be more old people than young people. So the nursing homes yep. are going to get full. It's going to be like uh, that episode of Futurama where it's like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, like uh, near death sphere, I think is what they called it. Oh, or the near God. death star. <laughs> Oh, God. No, that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, This caretaking economy is already in place. Three-quarters of the land-based environments and two-thirds of marine environments have been affected by capitalist development. But environmental degradation has been less severe in places managed by indigenous peoples and local communities. 80% of Earth's current biodiversity is protected on the 10% of indigenous protected lands. Jesus. That's terrifying. Well, making statistics, up, oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that is a oh, oh, that is oh, a oh, nightmare oh, oh. of a statistic. I remember statistic. one of the things I was going to tell you. 40% of all species of trees are going to be dead. Like there's going to be 40% less species of trees on earth by 2035. What? Yeah, we're in the middle of the sixth mass extinction event yeah. like right now. Yeah, I know, it's happening. Like, climate change is not something that's happened need, in the future. Like, it's When I say you need to get off it, your we've ass. We've been in it for about a year and a half, yeah. You ha- like, stop. There is no waiting for the revolution. You are it. Go out and organize, please, for the love of God, because we are way too behind. We are way too behind. Yeah. We are no there are, I mean, there's been revolution, like... but we have to make it happen tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. we got to start educating real hard. You know, you can do a lot. Real quick, you don't have yeah. to go out and shoot somebody. Go out and teach your neighbor how Please. to grow food and replant that. indigenous wildlife in your communities. Easy. Mm-hmm. It's yes. really easy. Especially, a lot of it's perennial, so you just plant it and it grows. It's automated. My mm-hmm. neighbor the other day said, uh, indigenous people automated that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, While making up only 5% of the world's population, indigenous peoples protect 80% of the planet's biodiversity. Shugmani 2 just got uh, shut up and read the book on his own book. It's not uh, my book. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Bert, oh, oh, you've got notes. Not, you've got that, notes. Got it's not goat. their book. They're just in the, they're just part of the, the, the cadre. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm still, so, I just can't believe that happened to me right then. <laughs> it happens to it will happen to the best of us if you do it long I, I enough it is a matter of time a manuscript okay <laughs> <laughs> while making up only five percent of the world's population indigenous peoples protect 80 percent of the planet's biodiversity indigenous peoples and local communities who have distinct cultural and social ties to ancestral homelands and bioregions still caretake at least a quarter of the world's land this includes places that are the lungs of the world such as the amazon rainforest and its veins like the missouri river basin areas facing existential threats of deforestation damming water contamination oil and gas development and mining indigenous people protect the land air and water we all need to live in the United States, indigenous caretakers have been the most confrontational arm of the environmental movement by blocking the construction of extractive infrastructure. They have, therefore, also been the most heavily targeted and criminalized. Following the Standing Rock protest, eight states passed American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC, and ALEC, if you don't know, is it, there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down with them i feel like that would make me start sounding very alex jonesy but they are uh fucking just a legislation printing factory from what i understand their entire job is just to rubber stamp out garbage right-wing legislation i I might do a series on it to be honest that 
Yeah, it it should because I I think mm. there's a I think there's a John Oliver bit on it for as bad as he is on most everything. He, sometimes he can kind of get it, and I think he does a good job of like getting the overviews of it. If you were to Google it, uh, but yeah, Alec, Alec can go get fucked. Uh, well, this is I mean this is part of whole the whole right wing infrastructure, right? They use think tanks for quote unquote research, so they can put out their opinions as quote unquote facts to objective media they have you know organizations like alec that go out and print these legislation they have lobbyists to go out and make sure that gets enacted there is threatening uh with using their money to do ads against um you know candidates in their next election as they are to like just pull the 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 gifts and goodies and, and stuff away because losing that elected office the kind of thing that nancy pelosi went you know got super rich in um that, that you know that's a good thing for all of them it's all part of a, a major infrastructure and so we should understand like alec is a cog in that correct correct uh so after Standing Rock, eight states passed uh, uh, Alec-inspired critical infrastructure laws criminalizing the protesting of oil pipelines. Legis- it is funny how quickly they can mobilize legislation when it is on things like, oh, shit, we're actually in danger. Let's get something through real quick. And unity. Yes. That's So yes. we need this- that. Yeah, this, this is the still the same calendar year of the immediate criminalization of protesting at Supreme Court justices' houses. Like, we, you know, this stuff slaps us in the face. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And I was going to say... Oh, Legislate... Oh, no, go ahead. Or, or, let me fin- let you finish that. That yeah. paragraph. Legislation pushed by the... Tr- Legislation pushed by the Trump administration would make inhibiting the operation of an oil pipeline, such as simply standing in the way of construction, an offense punishable by 20 years in prison. Water protectors and land defenders are the new generation of political prisoners. Murder years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. South Dakota's next generation. Oh, no. Okay, no, no, jump in. Yeah. Some prepared notes. Um,. Uh, oh, we already read that. Our, our caretakers of the revolutionary tradition uh, are people like. Wait. Are, are people like Shea, Huey, Angela Davis, Kalentai, Engels, etc., who all played enormous roles in supporting and caring for their comrades in the revolution, like Marx, Lenin, Fidel, and the many incredible warrior caretakers of the black uh, diaspora, like the Black Panther parties? Uh, so. What about indigenous caretakers and radicals like Peltier, Dennis Banks, Evo Morales, and the many comrades in Chiapas whose project uh, grows stronger while corruption of uh, how to caretake the working class leads to movements like the Shining Path? You know, uh, you know, you have these many examples of people who are caretaking their movements. Uh, correctly, so to say, and then when they stop, when they start <laughs> st- start doing their own thing, like instead of listening to other people, like it's not wrong to do your own thing, but it's when you're like, no, uh, nobody else is boiling people, throwing boiling water on people, but we should do that because the capitalists are the other people doing that, huh? We got to be worse than the capitalists, uh, so people. Yeah, that 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 line of thinking doesn't end in some Pol Pot level shenanigans. Well, yeah, I mean, well, mind you, just said the Shining Path, like that's was that yeah. um, Peru where Gonzalo rose to power and was doing all that. Yeah, I mean, just like I don't care what like, their rhetoric you, you is. Can't be the, how their mm-hmm. actions come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's Not there's great. nothing liberating about attacking indigenous people, um, and and that was just that was a brutal, destructive that that set back Marxism in Peru. God, God only knows how long. That's why we were so shocked to even see Pedro Castillo come out. Well, and then we who, saw by the way much... was a guerrilla against. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we saw how much interference he got coming to power. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He came to power. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I mean, look at it. he went into power and, and turned around and was attacking, you know, um, environmentalist movements that 
for sporting him on the way up, right? Because that's just the state his structure's administration there. administration was. He stepped out. Yeah. That's the thing. Ah. Because what he okay. wanted to do, everybody in his cabinet was like, actually, uh, we're going to, we used yeah. you. You were a token. Yeah. Yeah. You're done now. You're done now. Yeah. The state structure takes over. Yeah, you're not real. So, you're and, a figurehead. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, that's, and that's what's left over when you have something like what the Gonzaloites did in, in Peru. Well, and that's why the well, I mean, you know, they they didn't have some huge like mass movement when Gonzalo died. <laughs> you know, nothing changed. <laughs> they still mean nothing. No. They're still just doing their bullshit, and they're still just <laughs> worshiping the word of Gonzalo. It's, it's no, it means nothing. Well, it means that it sets back people like Castillo and like the successful indigenous movements, and that's the problem with deviationists is that they are setting us back because we have to not fight liberals. We have to fight people pretending to be communists. So with like uh, the patriotic socialist movement, it's just LaRoucheite conspiracy theories, really, that are like, you know, essentially Trotskyist. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to throw all the Trotskyists under the bus, but LaRouche was a Trotskyist. Uh, So it's neocons dressed as Marxists, you know? And then... um, yeah. You have uh, well, who who is uh, um, the other big line right now that's anti-indigenous? I can't remember what it is. Infrahaz. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's Mecca Tankies too. That falls in the patriotic socialists. Oh, they fall in with the Pat Sox yeah, too. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, there's we're a different Mecca Tankies. You're stupid, is what you are. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but um, oh, what's oh, what's the other one? But anyway, they're basically, well, you know, they're borderline anarchists half the time. But, um, you know, like, uh, they're just, you, know, you can include a lot of anarchists, too. But they basically, you know, operate as a liberal anti-position to, um, you know, actual radicals trying to make revolution happen. In this country. Mm-hmm. You know, your Sochdems, mm-hmm. people like that. Um, no offense. I'm, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying that there's a tendency... That needs to be addressed, and you need to address it if you want to claim that tendency. I'm sorry. Basically, yeah. It's basically, the, if if any large center of your politics is opposing uh, liberation of a group or opposing uh, any movement that has been liberatory, so like you know, being anti-tanky or opposing land back or worrying about uh, you know white being genocide. anti-LGBT, yeah, white genocide, <laughs> uh, being anti-LGBT plus um, in you know in any fashion, um, including you know current transphobic trends. If you're doing any of that, you're you're not a revolutionary, and you're doing more work to destroy the movement than whatever part of the movement you think you agree on and are cherry picking out well you're literally being a vigilante yeah. for the state and you, mm-hmm. you, you don't get paid for that you're just, yeah and i mean no yeah and and we saw and that they pay people they pay people plenty for that they they have very high big there's an article that came out today about like the six what, well the what problem is six hundred thousand enough people right that people are now believing those people being paid that's what's happening <laughs> yeah. you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty. Well, great. like Brazil, yeah. uh, uh, Bolsonaro repeats, well, not repeats, but um, competes. <laughs> different word. Um, uh, uh, well, and I guess repeats the election with Lula uh, uh, against Lula. I should say a socialist who uh, he helped in prison after his last election, uh, where he ran on the explicit platform of ingen- indigenous genocide and the destruction of the Amazon. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And of course, he he delivered on that promise that the the destruction of the Amazon is going full throttle. Like Cargill is fucking ecstatic, right? And so, like uh, yeah. Tucker Carlson right now is has even gone down there and is promoting him as just you know the standard right wing. So if if yeah. that becomes the standard, do you understand that termination is opened up, especially now that the Supreme Court has allowed for uh, Public Law 280 to take effect again. If you don't know what Public Law 280 is, turn it into our Pix Law episodes. <laughs> yeah, well, you might have skipped it because you're like, oh, this ain't the Red Deal. I really want to know what the Red Deal has to say. Oh, uh, and also, uh, both of them are supported, well, Trump and Bolsonaro and Biden. All got money from the Blackstone Group, you know, 
uh, fucking landowners. Fuck. Oh yeah. Oh, and they're set to own forty percent of single-family homes um, by t- uh, twenty thirty-five as well. The forests are dying, and they're going to own all the homes. So where are you going to get lumber to build your own? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's been something really crazy going on with the the housing market. Is is all the homes are getting bought up, but it's not by individual people and a growing number of homeowners. It's like a huge amount of investments, whether it's Blackstone or or like Airbnb or you know, I mean, it's it's just rental, rental, rental property. It's it's terrifying because it's set up for a crash but like who knows when that crash happens it could just be like permanent you know exploitation and and, and uh, centralization of ownership of property well and then uh well there was like the uh who's it uh from the world economic forum that alex jones always carl schwab something like that <laughs> something right. like that <laughs> i don't know some douchebag name okay but he wrote a, a book called uh the Great Reset or something like that. And then Glenn Beck wrote a book called that. And then Alex Jones oh, yeah. wrote a book called that. So there's three so, books out called The Great Reset. And I want to do an entire expose on them and just read them all the way through. It'd be so fun. You know, you know that came from like one one Davos, like just regular marketing thing, well, right? No, that, that's, Davos is the World Economic Forum. So it, yeah, that's Schwab it. Schwab yeah, yeah. Run, runs that and that's his whole thing. Yes. And so yeah. the, what he, he they did that whole one they posted or whatever and then fucking it removed it off the internet but now they sell yeah. it as a fucking book you know so like all they did was oh people are interested in this oh, we'll sell it yeah genius <laughs> fucking get your bag holy fuck a bunch of idiot fucking conspiracy theorists are like oh there this is the great replacement. You know, like, that's his code. It's GR. It's the same, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, uh, one of the big th- themes is that you'll uh, own nothing and like it. Like, you'll rent everything. And it's just like, mm, only a landlord would think that. Yeah, only, only someone would say that. That's, yeah, right. that's like the quiet quitting bullshit. It's like, who the fuck got paid to think of that? And so, in my opinion, if a revolution fails and the world dies, you know, um, it sucks. Uh, but let's ask whose fault it is. We could blame the capitalists, of course. But I would say it's the vanguard's fault for not leading the working class to revolution to overthrow fucking capitalists. We know what's going on. We're disseminating it. But we're not doing things about it necessarily good enough it's just none of us are you know we all need to be doing more you know that's why i'm trying to you know make a little oasis where i might survive if my climate doesn't completely change and destroy everything i work to fucking grow look at my cat in the background hey leave that alone hey 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 that's my eagle feather get down he's going for the eagle feather all right (laughs) But, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, there's never been a spontaneous revolution. We have to make it happen. And everybody's just waiting for a vanguard to come out of nowhere. We have to be, you have to be what you want. You know, there is nobody who's going to come out and save you. You have to do it yourself. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. That's capitalism. And if you're not trying to do it yourself, you know, and by yourself, what that means as a communist is going out to your neighbor's. And working together to save yourselves, you know. Socialism is your saving grace. It is not barbarism or socialism anymore. It's socialism or extinction, you know. And we say in here it's decolonization or extinction. Because if you do not follow this plural national indigenous model, we're just not going to have a revolution. You know why? because there's that's how you address these contradictions here and we've seen that through the crucible of revolution in latin america through our relatives and comrades down south well and you also and we could go i i don't know how off track we want to get on it but we go but um yeah uh but we talk about like fetishizing the the russian revolution and it is certainly something to to turn to with the the whole south american revolution please for the love of fetishize the cubans as much as you fetishize the russians just absolutely the whole 
the whole reason we know the Russian Revolution is Soviet is because that was the power structure that they had set up in 1905. One of the one of the ways that you abolish the state and recreate a new state in its place is you use the power structures in place. We've talked about that with mutual aid and what it actually means with setting up communities and things like that. One great way to take these existing power structures is a pluronatural setup. Well, and you right? think about it, who has the oldest power structures mm-hmm. in this fucking country? Right. Right. I mean, it's, you can take, and it's not, you don't want the United States. Start looking further back. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, 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 and it's not like land back is something new. People are hearing those words now. Like, what do they think that means? Well, you also have like, uh, um, you know, the Emmy award-winning reservation dogs, where Landbacks fucking spray painted all over those sets. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and then you have a uh, um, Gold. God, Tooth, that show's hilarious uh, too. Goldtooth works with the uh, Indigenous Environmental Network, and he's a comedian, uh, Indigenous comedian. But um, he, uh, um, he's friends of ours in the Red Nation, and freaking because uh, he's Lakota. Anyway, um. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you, know, you just know everybody cool. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but uh, I've like spoken at things he was speaking at, hey. but or like hey. speaking with like you know, not there, but you know, it's like sure. all part of a network of things going on. Like there was a protest in DC. I spoke at a like a TED talk, I guess. I don't know, but it was like uh, people versus fossil fuels and stuff. Um, but you know that you know it's a small world out there is what I'm saying, and there's Indians who are literally working on Emmy award winning series that are radical as fuck. Okay, and just because they're not communists doesn't mean you can't work with them, and you should stop being dumb because you can't ostracize people because you only get twenty to thirty people at your rallies. So maybe go with the people who get I don't know. Uh, they made the single largest population center during one of our occupations uh, in North Dakota, so just saying. Uh, We finished that paragraph, right? We didn't. I didn't keep interrupting me. We have. We have. We have one last paragraph. Is uh, South Dakota's next generation model legislation, which was drafted by Republican Governor Christy Noem in collaboration with the Keystone XL parent company TC Energy Corporation, goes beyond the Alec model. Although overturned, it attempted to create new civil penalties for riot boosting, which include anyone who directs, advises, encourages, or solicits other persons participating in the riot. The goal is simple, chill resistance by criminalizing Lakota water protectors fighting an oil pipeline trespassing through their treaty territory. The intense criminalization of caretaking reveals the extent which the ruling class will go to protect its interests and keep capitalism in place. If we're going to have a chance at defeating the fossil fuel industry and preserving the earth, which keeps us alive, the decriminalization of caretakers and caretaking labor, indigenous caretakers in particular, must be a fundamental priority. And this trend of Christie's continues as she wants to stop us, Lakota, Oglala Lakota, from caretaking after her people by adding COVID-19 uh, checkpoints. You know, very minimal. You're talking very little, you know, efforts to stop COVID from spreading into the reservation. Um, but she threatens us to use the National Guard uh, if we... If she literally threatened to use the National Guard if we didn't take them down. We didn't take them down. Obviously, you know, that didn't happen because she'd get... She'd fuck up. She'd fuck up bad. Yeah. But now we have public law 280 back. So state can assume jurisdiction in cases where federal oversight isn't clear. And now Mm -hmm. it's not clear. Uh, it's because of the Supreme Court ruling. See what's happening here? Uh, it's an attack on all the left. And the indigenous people mm-hmm. are the most critical to leftist success right now because we have land, we have a power blaze, we have uh, actual legal precedent on the universal court. Well, yeah, not universal courts, but uh, international courts. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the new Calvary, as we see across the country uh, during the uprisings, is ready to take down radicals. 
you know, and I mean, literally, you know, when you get like uh, pictures of uh, ice, border control, border patrol, uh, you know, running down Haitians on horseback. Yes, that's, you know, it inspires slave. Uh, what what is it? Slave uh, slave patrol. Like when you the people. Oh yeah, it, it brings back yeah the old slave yeah, it, patrols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it harkens back to that big time. And then uh, you know the cavalry, of course, and a lot, a lot of the cavalry was from the south. Go figure. They really love running down, you know, minorities and on horseback. But Red Hill is mm-hmm. also a good example of indigenous-led actions to demilitarize and reduce the U.S. military's presence abroad. Uh, this represents the culmination of U.S. and climate change's contradictions as Pacific Island nations, usually colonized, will be the first to lose their homelands where, you know, where is the Marxist support? There was no Marxist out on Red Hill besides the Indians, really, as far as I know. You know, uh, you know, maybe there was a couple on Hawaii, but I didn't. every time I looked at those photos, you see the Hawaiians resisting. You know what I mean? And that yeah. should speak volumes. Volumes. Yep, and and um, meanwhile, there's still people trying to vacation in Hawaii, and it's like we no people are running out of water there. You're yeah. drinking poisoned water, you know? What yeah, the yeah, fuck? yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's another part of it, right? Is is the fight like it's not only a fight for water; they're fighting against like golf courses for fucking water because that's how deeply colonized Hawaii is right now. Well, it's like oh, you know? I mean, I'm sure that is a beautiful place to play golf. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the appeal, but uh, if the planet's dying, maybe we make some sacrifices. I don't know. Yeah, I, might... think, I think cutting off golf in Hawaii is a simple enough one to do. Well, I'm sure there's yeah. probably like I, I would love to see the number of golf courses in Hawaii. Mm. It's more than one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there should be more than one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then, like, Mark but that, Zuckerberg wants to fucking steal land from... Indonesia. Oh, he... I was going to say, he already bought into, like, treaty land just for some property sure, to sure. go no, fucking he, surfing. Yeah, he's been trying to steal more land. Oh, jeez. Because he wants to surf more. Oh, God. He just wants to own it. Cause he he likes just wants to own it. He wants to go around surfing in the ocean as the rest of us die well, from you, climate change. He goes, well, board, there's right? no climate change in, in Meta World. You've seen his board, right? There's, Isn't like, it like a power... I don't know how it works, but he just stands on this board and he goes like a million miles per hour, and it's like that's oh, <laughs> like a little engine thing. Yeah, it's like God that's damn not it. surfing. <laughs> no, not surf. It never, it never is. They just want to well, live out. And, rich people oh, live out their fantasies. Know, talk about gentr- well, colonizing shit. You literally took something that's cool and has this deep connection with nature. If you like, actually take it upon yourself, like the wine traditions of it. You know, it's not my place to mm-hmm. talk about it necessarily, but there's. You know, these deep traditions that make it way more meaningful to be surfing than, oh, I just want to cruise on the water real cool. I mean, surfing, you were literally in touch with the Earth's most powerful well, I mean, uh, just the force is water. Your yeah. You know. Oh, okay. You know, that's a sacred thing, you know. It, yeah. And it. You know, not, and I'm not talking as like a surfer dude, but a lot of times surfer dudes. You know, they're a little hippie-ish. There's a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that the demilitarization specifically of uh, Pacific Islands is a perfect seg to the section demilitarization oh, on page 25. I know what I did there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only reference to national security in the current Green New Deal calls climate change a threat multiplier. The Pentagon used the same language in 2015 in a 2015 congressional report detailing how all strategic commands are, as a matter of necessity, integrating climate change into their global counterinsurgency operations. The intelligence community's 2019 Worldwide Threat Assessment warns that environmental degradation and climate change are likely to fuel competition for resources, economic distress, and social discontent in the present and near future by threatening infrastructure, health, water, and food security. Again, percent of livestock in Pakistan died this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why is stuff going up in price? It's, it's, not, it's not too many ships in the dock. It's it's not that we're not shipping things around fast enough. 
It's it's not that people are being worked to death just to fill up grocery stores full of shit we don't need. Well, you know, it's not that uh, one ship of grain went from the Ukraine to Africa while 49 went to the West. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's the situation we're in. It, it, it's fucking... Mm-hmm. It's, there's a food shortage, and they're pri- to- prioritizing the upper classes. If you don't have a mm-hmm. lot of food where you're at, like in a rural area, right, you're, you're probably experiencing a lot more shortages than people say uh, in L.A., because L.A. is right next to the fucking port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Just, you know, we, we're familiar with the term food desert. And just as rivers are drying up, food is drying up and food deserts or are growing. Floods. Very much. It's, it, the waters are becoming so flooded that they're destroying mm-hmm. the crops and yep. killing mm-hmm. animals and destroying homes. Mm-hmm. And people are losing their lives. And we are not doing enough to address this. You need to be mm-hmm. planting plants with roots that are deep. We need to stop monocropping. This is the problem. We, the, you can be like, oh, well, we'll just start urban gardening. It's like, okay, okay, but you're not going to feed the world on urban gardening. So you're still going to have to do some form of big farming, right? Okay. But if you do it with fields of one fucking crop, like soy or something like that, we are going to die. That's what's going to oh, happen. Yeah. One of, one of the, the big things that the monoculture does, too, is it breeds about diseases of plants that take out entire entire crop yields and just destroy the crops. Like, what's going to happen as, you know, diseases bust out more and more? Uh, I mean, we're seeing disease, zoological or zoonotical diseases growing as, like, the caps are melting. Like, there's, there's fucking there were, bees yeah, in there that are being fought out and are fucking diseases. killing us. Right, like that shit's gonna get to the plants too, and you have a monoculture Whoa, crop. It's just gonna get wiped. What if COVID nineteen is one of those viruses? Would not shock me. Would not shock me. We're all blaming China or America. You know the CIA. No, no, no. Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Some dinosaur had a cold, and now a million people are dead. Thank no, you. We 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 thought up Jurassic yeah. Park would be so fucking cool, and all we got is the goddamn viruses from it. Uh, no, actually, there are. Close to bringing back mammoths. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. Imagine that. Instead of, like, promoting buffalo, they're going to bring back the mammoth to mammoth. do the same thing. Jeez. Buffalo. You know how much money they're wasting on that? They oh, yeah. Go towards, I don't know, helping the third world. Well, I mean, it's always been like that. Like, how much money is going towards, like, colonizing Mars projects and shit and instead of like actually just stopping climate change on this ready to live on planet that we live on well that yeah I was having an argument with somebody that was like uh, you know we should have AI or whatever I was like do we need that right now maybe we should be focusing on less energy resource energy intensive solutions sure but it's always what benefits the ruling class. Benefits the ruling class are coming out with a new snazzy thing and killing you so they hoard the profits. So it all turns into like cool dancing robot police dogs instead of fucking solutions to climate change. For real. Yeah. Um, but to get more conspiratorial, you know, like you were just saying, the intelligence agency is planning for climate change. And mm-hmm. their plan is to have less people on Earth. Mm-hmm. That is their plan. They are not actively... Well, okay, they are actively killing us, but that's by negligence. They're refusing yeah. to change. It's not yeah. that they're like, they are pressing a button every day. They're, okay, they are actively killing us. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in their class interest, though, to actively kill us. It's yeah, good. yeah, they're not doing it for, for sport, they're doing it for greed. Yeah, so. exactly. They're just yep. like, oh, I'll make a bunch of money, and then uh, it's going to establish my position in the post-climate change world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and they're their not plan is to have roving gangs like fucking Mad Max. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, they, they're not they're like not Alex unaware. Jones' of plan, at least, you know, we, he's a millionaire. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, I know. Maybe not uh, anymore. 
I know we've said here before, I know we point a lot of our listeners to citations needed and they've pointed out like, you know, when Joe Biden's platform, it runs, that sounds like it cares about climate change, runs on climate change as a natural, national security issue. Well, that means that they see the effects of climate change as a security threat and they want to strengthen the border and fucking kill people to protect what they have left over. That's what they, that means. They want a wall so they can watch people drown on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's why he's finishing it. That's yep. That's why it's been, and that's why it all, all, all the stuff, all the goals are by 2050. You're not going to turn climate change around in 2050, but you're going to secure your last livable place on Earth and kill everybody fucking else if you do. And their you hope know. is, like you know, you've been seeing these huge land back things. I bet you, you <laughs> see huge cases of land back that's meant to appease the indigenous populations, so there is an internal revolution while giving them lands that are just going to be devastated by climate change anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, and that, and that would make perfect sense because you know that land back is a huge threat internal revolution is a bigger threat than anything if they close off the borders right Mm -hmm. but so they've got to suppress it somehow and all they got to do is suppress it till it's too late till things can't turn around yeah so it's better to take the land back now Mm -hmm. so we have a chance of revolution before like the national board like even like the navajos already i don't want to throw all dna people okay down the window if you're calling yourself dna you're probably not the people I'm talking about. I'm just saying, but the Navajo Nation, you know, as an entity, is working with Raytheon. You know, like they they want to actively buy other arms dealers to monopolize for Raytheon in a, a partnership, basically. And, and leftists were all supporting that buy because you don't learn what the fuck is happening to us. Jesus Christ. You know how complicated this shit is? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm only, I don't understand it all, but I have a better grasp on it than a lot of people because fucking I'm actually trying to fucking learn how to yeah. have a revolution for my nation. You know, how to yeah. get land back. There's yep. actual stakes for me. Every day I, well, I is another day I risk being murdered in our society. Well, and anytime you do learn about this stuff and care, like it's so out of left field to most people because they're shielded off from it that their response is like, how do you have time to learn about this shit? And it's like, I don't. I just give a shit and read a little and it's all right fucking there. Yeah, you, like, you can learn a lot real quick. And if you, mm-hmm. I'd like to say I've learned enough over the last three years that I know what I wasted my time on. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But that all being said, it is once again time to end for the week. Uh, We will be picking up our reading uh, not that far away from where we started it, uh, on the bottom of page 25. Uh, No! We did two pages! We did two pages! Oh, yes. This is a classic Mark's Madness episode that I unfortunately had a hand in. Oh! 19 pages. Yeah. Wow, we we are in it for the hot. This is such a small book. It's it's <laughs> this is going to rival Black Reconstruction on a one seventh the length. Were we still going to do Red Nation Rising as like to make it one book, even though this is turning out into? I, I, oh, I we will see. do that, but we are really taking long episodes. We'll have to see. Yeah, I didn't no think idea. it'd go this slow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, that all being said, we are uh, Mark's Madness Pod and collaboration with the Red Nation. Uh, there are a number of different ways that you can reach out to us. Uh, first of which is through email, marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. Next way is on Twitter. We are at Mark's Madness Pod on the Hell site. Uh, and if you look in our Twitter bio, there is a link to our Discord server, and that is where Nathan spends most of his day just casually hanging out and uh, talking with people. David is called on command, and Shugmani is there as well. So the whole gang the whole gang can be reached in the Mark's Madness Discord server if, for whatever reason, you needed all three of us in a room together at one time. Uh, I want to know what weird situation Scooby-Doo style has arisen that the three of us are the most qualified people to handle it. But uh, But yeah, we'll see. I will have to say that is the second Scooby Doo reference of this episode. That is not a common occurrence. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that being said, uh, Shugmani 2, plugs? Uh, Okay, I have a Patreon that I'd really like you to join. Uh, It helps uh, support me in the collaborations I do like this. Uh, The countless hours I put into reading now because of a child and I actually have time to read. Again, sort of. 
Um, <laughs> you get a lot more time, though, than you'd think. Because uh, when they're sleeping and you have to, like, sit near them so that way, you know, you can slightly adjust them. Otherwise, they'll, like, wake themselves up. There you go. You Prime time. Um, and even then, it's hard reading because, like, you're squinting because it's dark. But um, <laughs> I have an email, too. It's bandsofturtleisland at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, ba- at bandsisland. Uh, you can also contact the Red Nation. I, I think it's the Red Nation at gmail.com. Maybe it's at therednation.org. Maybe we're cool enough to have our own domain like that. We might be. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, the, 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 we are on Twitter, uh, at the underscore red underscore nation. Uh, and then there's also like an Instagram. I don't know it. I don't care about Instagram. Um, but we're on everything. Check out the YouTube channel. I was told to keep promoting that. Uh, but there's also a Patreon for the Red Nation, which um, does stuff like... It's a bunch of mutual aid efforts, basically, uh, So like, that the Southwest does, or um, uh, uh, a lot of it goes... Well, okay. It's a little confusing. So it's actually the Red Media's Patreon now. So that way, we don't make too much money. <laughs> That's the idea. That's the problem. We outgrew what we were allowed to make, so we had to establish a 501c3 in order to, you know, like, legalize the amount of money we're getting to organize. And so, like, um, a big thing, you know, like, uh, we're helping with the Leonard Peltier Freedom Walk, which I was going to cover in the next episode's current events. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a... There's a lot of worthwhile causes, like, you know, keeping elders warm on Pine Ridge and uh, down in New Mexico, um, helping people um, escape abusive situations, you know, like, there's countless things, it's hard to get into it all, but it's worth the money, trust me. Uh, If you want to feel like you're doing something uh, because you still don't want to get out there and plant a fucking plant, um, pay us. I don't know. <laughs> you can do both. Just just so people are clear, you can, can absolutely do both. do both. Please. And then most importantly, Rec Bay and the rest of the world is now poisoned by PFAS chemicals. But Rec Bay has been poisoned since like 2019. Uh, and that's due to an Australian military base along their river, which provides their food and water, their uh, original community. And um, they've been asking for two years now, for ten thousand dollars of water relief, they've only gotten three thousand, like five hundred, maybe it's like four hundred. But um, yeah, it's going slow. Needless to say, I give money whenever I can, but I'm really broke right now. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, I don't, so I just I've been every episode. Yeah, I keep talking about it, and I just you know, people, please just Google it. You know, it's easy to learn about. Uh, there's an entire episode I did on my... Oh, I have a podcast called Bands of Turtle Island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot that one. It's, did a real reverse plug there. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that technically part of the collaboration? We say Red Nation because that's the bigger group, but isn't this well, technically okay, I'm also not in it Bands for of Turtle Island you know collab? I mean? I'm in it for the education, so this is a Red Nation thing. You know what I mean? This is organizing on the behalf of the Red Nation for me. I'm doing it to provide education for the public as well as internal education for the org. And I'm sort of building some lesson plans because that's a big thing we need internally is to promote our own education so we can figure out how to effectively change the conversation, right? Um, You know, I also have... but So I'm not in it for the clout. I'm in it for, you know, revolution. That's why I always forget... You know, not to humble brag, but that's, I think, what is happening. You know, I, from an educated guess, I guess I'd say. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, the last thing I wanted to say is uh, I mentioned an audio documentary that I always forget to plug uh, that I'm doing with Jacobin. Boo. Uh, <laughs> JK. Not really, but JK. Uh, they're my, they're paying me. Uh, <laughs> they already paid me, actually, so they can't fucking... I can say whatever I want, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a six-part audio documentary on Wounded Knee, um, but not just Wounded Knee, the Red Power Movement in whole, and it's going to be an excellent accompanying piece to this, uh, which is a big reason why I'm doing this, um, so that way, you know, uh, hopefully with the popularity Jacobin will give me from <laughs> that audio documentary, 
uh, I'll be able to push people towards more radical content than we've done in the past, right? So, you know, uh, help me do that, I guess. Uh, Like I said, they already paid me. They didn't pay me a whole lot, and it all went into the documentary. Um, I mean, like, I did waste some money because it's Jacobin's money, uh, and, like, I'm poor, so it's nice to be able to do nice things for once in my life. Uh, but for the most part, I put in as much work and organizing as I could on Jacobin's dime. So, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I could have saved 100 bucks or 300 bucks or something like that here or there. But, like, in total, you know, I, I did a whole lot for what the money they gave me. And I'm still doing that shit on my own dime. Like, most of the money I used was labor dollars that were mine that I just spent on the documentary because I wanted to be really good. I'm just trying my hardest and putting my heart and soul into this shit. And I just, you know, I really hope it's something that, you know, is better than blowback, you know, better than a lot of these, um, you know, white, uh, <laughs> less radical, we'll say, uh, documentaries that I love, don't get me wrong, but I think um, could be cooler, I guess. You know, like blowback's really cool. It's really set yeah. a standard, in my opinion. Yeah, they raised I the bar. To accomplish, you know. So it's just well, and then you know, like just the mixing has gotten way better. You know, as far oh as yeah, this podcast because I was listening to some normie shit. I was like, people are paying these dudes how much money? You know, I'm like, <laughs> this is garbage. You know, like I think about amateurs who are doing better in the communist circles, and it's. It reminds me a lot about the video freak movement, but uh, I digress. Let's end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) David, speaking of that, it's time for a disclaimer. Yeah, no pressure. I got to follow that with the disclaimer. Oh, buddy. Um, Let's not end the episode. We got a disclaimer first. So uh, anyway, the Mark's Madness side of this started because Nathan came up through one day and was like, hey, I want to read Capital. And anytime you read philosophy, history, anything like that, you want a reading group. You want different points of perspective. You want to review back over stuff so you actually remember it. You want to make sure you're comprehending it the way you think you are, you want to tie it back to today, and all those things are helped by reading things with other people. And so Nathan went, oh, well, I know that's true. You've read this once. Let's be two people. And then we recorded it thinking, hmm, maybe we could be more than two one day. And lo and behold, here we are. And ever since then, what we've been hoping is hopefully you're in your party, your cadre, uh, your group, your organizing, and you're reading these along with us in your reading group or your political education group. And let's say that's not happening. And either, you know, they're working on something shorter or something more applicable project they're on, and you're reading this on your own. Hopefully we can be that reading group and give those benefits. And let's say that's not happening. It's either a book we're reading word for word, like two pages an episode or whatever like this. Uh, or it's a book we summarize more. Whatever we can do to make these works more accessible to you because we want these works out there guiding your actions. Anytime that revolutionary theory is put into revolutionary action, that's a phenomenon called praxis. Praxis, by definition, doesn't exist without the theory, and the theory is completely useless without the praxis. They go hand in hand. They are tied at the hip. Amen. As always, that being said, this has been Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. My name is Nathan. My name's David. I'm Shomani too. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.